You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 27, all about tea, tassiography, and witchcraft. Woohoo! So right off the bat, we should probably explain that uh, title, that uh, tassiography is what it's called when you read tea leaves. It's called tassiography <laughs> or tassiomancy. So just so you know, before we get into it. Ta-da! Secrets revealed. So we both really like tea. Love tea. Um, Tara more so than me. So she should have a lot of things to, <laughs> to say about this. Love tea. Um, but tea is a very good way to, to practice witchcraft sort of incognito um, because it's very discreet. It can be done anywhere um, and it's accessible to almost everyone. So this is great if you are a beginner witch who's still in the broom closet or you live with other people who aren't as accepting of witchcraft, then making tea as part of your magical practice is a really great way um, to incorporate more magic in your everyday life. It's not only very, very simple, but like she said, it's like crystals. It's so popular for other reasons that you're going to be able to find it pretty much anywhere. And a lot of things can be made into tea that you don't always think of when you're first drinking tea. You're like, oh, black tea, green tea, white tea. Or maybe you're just like, tea comes in a bag. But there are so many ways to make tea and serve tea and things that you can make into tea. And I'll throw some out there. Um, But for specific recipes for tea, I think I'm going to save that for either a blog post so I don't bore you all for the people that don't want to make their own (laughs) tea. But there are so many ways to use and make tea and it can be magical or it can just be comforting. Tara has a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings on tea. (laughs) When Steph used to visit me and I lived in this small little apartment in Chicago, I had, I think eight cupboards and one entire one was devoted to tea. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) I was like, and I'm being generous on eight because I'm talking like one of those at least was like the small one next to the oven and stuff. Like, no, I had an entire huge cupboard devoted to tea. Yeah. She's like, well, can I offer you a tea? What would you like? I'm like, it will be easier for you to just pick one or I will be sitting here looking at all the different options for two hours. I literally had a shelf of black, a shelf of white, a shelf of green. <laughs> anyway. She's very on top of her taste. I love tea. <laughs> So let's get into the magic lore behind tea. So tea is a beverage with a very long history. Um, legend has it that Chinese emperor Shen Nong discovered the herb in 2737 BC um, when leaves accidentally fell into the hot water he was drinking. And amazed by this tea magic, he dedicated his life to the invention of different tea brews and the magic that comes out of each one. So that's very long history. That's a very <laughs> long history. BC people. Yes. So from then until now, both witches and alchemists have tried very hard to find the perfect tea brew to heal various illnesses and sicknesses or to achieve their various intentions. Um, it is a very fa- powerful form of witchcraft because it's both magic and divination. That's where the tassiography 
part comes in. Yes. So tea witches are considered very zen, but also very powerful at the same time. Um, they're herbalists, which is why we did the herb podcast <laughs> last week. Started that. You see, we go in order. We think about these things before we just throw them together. She says we to be generous. She thinks about these things and then tells me what we're doing. I have a roadmap. <laughs> um, so most of the types of tea come from the leaves of the Camellia sinensis plant. <laughs> I think I got that right. Sure. Um, but different parts of the plant are used, and there's also many varieties of this same plant. So that gives all the different teas their distinctive taste, and of course, the different magical properties and health benefits that come with each one. And, so, like Tara said, yeah. you can craft your own tea blends. There are pre made tea blends, those usually have taste in mind. Um, so, you can purchase these, and they can be used magically based on their ingredients. That's why um, they give a list of all the different things. You could go back to our herb podcast or one of the books that we recommended and see what the different magical properties are. Um, or you can craft your own tea blend. It might not taste as good, but that's kind of the fun part <laughs> of um, diving in and you know sorting out your magical intentions and combining things together, seeing what works for you. Well, and I've talked about before not only in this episode but I think in other episodes about I like making my own teas I like not what knowing what's going on in them I grow my own herbs specifically for teas but you don't need a specific herb for every tea like I actually use dandelion leaves to make dandelion tea it's really good to detox and it fights diabetes it's good for your digestion it does not taste the most pleasing but it's super easy to make. And dandelions are everywhere if you're in the Midwest. Like, I, I'm not saying just pick some off the ground because there could be pesticides and stuff. But I have a little uh, dandelion plant that I grow indoors. And I know it's clean. I know what goes into it. And sometimes if you just need, like, a nice detox, you just pluck some of the leaves. You pour boiling water over them for 15 minutes. And then you sieve it. Um, you technically don't have to put it through a sieve if you like the leaves, but I don't. Uh, and you have a dandelion tea. So there's a lot of things like that, that you can just find around you and make into teas that are good for different things. Having said that, make sure you don't just pick something off the ground and boil water and drink it. Please do not do that ever. Please, yes, please do not pick up a poisonous plant and then say that Tara told you to. Yes, I did not tell you to do that. Um, so do a little bit of research before you just like this plant looks like it'd make good tea. They will not taste like a commercial blend. If you are making your own, um, it takes a lot of experience to get to that level. Uh, I'm not saying you can't get there. I'm not saying it's impossible to DIY really magical, delicious teas. because um, it's completely possible and it's fairly simple once you get into a groove. But when you first get started, just don't expect it to taste like sleepy time tea and put you right to sleep or something. Like <laughs> there's a reason that the commercial brands are, but once you start making teas, you can make really, really great delicious teas and you know exactly what's going into your tea. Um, I am not a person that's a huge fan of tea bags because that is literally the plants that are left over after they make good teas, but it still makes a darn good cup of tea if that's all you're looking for. So. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I have lots of feelings. Um, 
<laughs> yes, maybe Tara will make a blog post about her favorite blends and things that she uses. Yeah, because I, I make some standard ones that I just keep on hand. And once you start making teas and you find how easy it is, you might stop even buying most commercial. I do have a couple of commercial brands that I still get from local places, but so much, it's so easy once you get into a groove and can figure it out. But again, you don't need a specific plant to make tea, but don't just pick some berries and boil them and call it a good because if they're red, they might be deadly. <laughs> okay, that's my little disclaimer and example of there are seasonal things that you can make and there are so many good properties in the different seasonal herbs you can get. So there are a, a lot of ways that you can use tea Yes. Um, in your witchcraft. So tea can be um, used as a base for a lot of different recipes. Yes. Um, you can add tea to your bath if you're doing sort of um, a self-love or glamour spell or something like that, or just a, you know, relaxing bath. You can add tea to that. Um, you can use tea on your altar and it can even go in your um, loose incense. Um, you can leave tea as an offering if you're working with any particular um, spirits or deities and um, the one of the main ways or the way to use it in form of divination is called scrying with tea which is yeah. what tassiography is so that's what we are going to get into now well another quick disclaimer um, if you're going to use it in your bath some teas will stain your skin slightly so again do a little little research or go very very light in the tea for the first bath you do Yes. Good I plan. had this happen and uh, it was a uh, kind of a surprise to me. Hey, so, yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh, that didn't mean to happen, I think. So just uh, uh, as with everything, just do a little basic research. I'm not saying you need to be a tea girl before you start using it <laughs> all these different ways, but <laughs> yeah, some of them will dye your hair, skin. You can use tea to also dye cloth. My altar cloth is dyed with tea. Oh, that sounds pretty. It is. It's really nice. It's kind of like a pretty tie-dye. It's kind of a brownish. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so if you would like to try scrying with tea as a form of divination, um, it is probably one of the most difficult forms of divination. We talked about tarot and we talked about oracle cards, pendulums, and all the other different ways, crystal balls. I would say that reading tea leaves is one of the most difficult because it relies so much more on interpretation and gut instinct yes. because tarot is a set deck. We talked about the rider weight deck and, um, how the general cards mean generally the same thing. And then you apply it to your own um, readings in, um, scrying in a cup of tea, there are, there is, you know, like books and general overviews where, you know, if you see a bird in those tea leaves, you, it tells you what a bird means. However, seeing that bird is completely up to you in your mind. You might see a bird mm -hmm. and Tara might see a dolphin, you yep. know, like it's, <laughs> so it can be incredibly difficult, but the basis of this, um, is that, you or someone else thinks about the issues at hand and then puts their energy into the tea as they are drinking it. And then you take this, you does need to be loose tea. Yes. Um, and 
it does have to be a certain size. So this isn't a particular tea where you would go out and just collect um, ingredients from the yard. It's something, you know, like an Earl Grey is a good one because you need the pieces to be small enough to sort of make these shapes. Mm -hmm. And then what you really do is take the teacup and once it's close to empty and flip it upside down into the saucer to drain out the rest of the tea. Yes. Then there will be remaining tea leaves within the cup as well as on the saucer and you read those um, symbols and shapes that you see um, and to get the meaning of those as they correspond to um, different areas of the cup. So the, I'm really not good at tassiography. (laughs) Um, But the handle is a certain part um, that represents like that. And it goes around from there. We're representing like past and present future and things like that. There's like different sections and, love, career, all of those things are there um, around the area of the cup. So that is one way to predict the future. Um, there are a lot of great resources on this. Um, a really good website is antiflow.com, which sounds like it would it be. It sounds, Yeah. Yes, it sounds like it would be related to that time of the month, but it is not. It is A-U-N-T-Y-F-L-O dot com, and it's actually related to divination. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have a whole resource on getting into um, tea leaf reading. Um, and another good one that I want to recommend, but it is kind of pricey. I think it's like $50 on Amazon. There is something called The Cup of Destiny by Jane Lyle. And this is not just a book, but you also get a cup and saucer with it. And inside the cup is actually the entire diagram. I was going to say, it has the entire diagram in it, which is very helpful. Yes, super helpful for beginners. I understand not wanting to spend 50 bucks on something if you're a beginner witch and you don't even know if you're going to like tea reading and chassiography. But if it's like something that you are really interested in, um, and want to learn more about and really know how to do it the correct way, I think getting that cup and saucer could be really helpful because it will show you like exactly what portion of the cup relates to what area of your life. Mm-hmm. And then it also has the book to show you what the things mean, like like skulls, and dolphins, and you see numbers and lines and things like that. Uh, so that is a really helpful one. And there is also a section we talked about Llewellyn as like a publishing company to have a lot of um, have a lot of good stuff yeah tons of good resources um so there is a book in their line called the complete book of divination by Richard Webster and they have a very good tassiography section in there uh and there are also a lot of good YouTube videos that will show you exactly how to read it um how to or generally how to do the practice maybe not how to read the cup um they give you good examples but they just um show the method of exactly how you drink the tea and use your energy into it um how you turn it upside down and spin it around three times tap it three times there's a whole system to it so if you want a visual representation of how you do that youtube is a great source for that um I would, I think Harmony Nice, I've mentioned her before as being a great Wiccan YouTuber. She has a very good video on how to do a tea leaf reading. And if you get a chance um, as a beginner or as a more experienced to have your tea leaves read, um, if it's 
someone that you've worked with before, you've heard good things, I highly recommend. It is amazing if it's done well. I just don't have the uh, intuitive leaps necessary to read my own tea leaves. Uh, I wish I was better at this. I Life goal is to be able to, but uh, <laughs> I just have trouble with the intuitive leaps. But I've had my tea leaves read a number of times, and it's it's very illuminating. Like, if it's done well, it's an amazing experience, and it's a whole process. So if you've had your uh, tarot cards read, they, like, talk to you, and there's a system in place, and there's, like, a beautiful pattern they lay out, and there's all these things. Tea leaves, if it's done correctly, is very similar. There's going to be a whole ritual on pouring the tea and discussing the issue and drinking the tea and how to flip the cup. And there's a whole bunch of different things that go into it. So it's not just slug back some tea and look at the bottom. Like I know a lot of people think that when they first get started, like, Oh, I have leaves. I can read them. I'm not saying you can't, but like a really well done one. It's a more involved process than that. Same as like tarot, like learning the spreads. You can do a simple, just pull a card. I'm not saying that's wrong in any way, but to get the full experience and the full spread and things, tea reading is also like that. Like you get more out of it if you put more into the whole experience. And like I said, I highly recommend. I've had mine read and it's, it was amazing. Yes. And there's definitely um, a lot more information that you can get from it. Yes. And, but again, there's a lot more ways to interpret that information so it's not something that I excel at <laughs> because it's, I mean yeah in in tarot cards I can I can because the imagery is very straightforward it looks like what it looks like when you um look at a tarot card no matter who is does the drawings or does the imagery like a snake is a snake and you can tell that it's a skull or a dagger or the number four whatever you're looking at on the tarot card is very clear mm-hmm. whereas in the tea leaves you sometimes have to decide you know which shape it looks like to you and I'm not I'm not good at that I do not that, that's just a creative bone that I do not have in my body and I'm just not comfortable making that those sort of leaps it's if you think back to when you were a kid and you were cloud watching with a friend or sibling and you got into a fight about what you were seeing think about that what with tea leaves <laughs> yes it's very <laughs> similar to that it's a very good example because i hated cloud watching <laughs> like i don't know I they look like clouds it, but i always said clouds yeah like <laughs> i remember like having drag out fights with my brother about what did you see i saw a freaking cloud <laughs> like yes anyway but it's very similar to that like what part of the tea le- uh reading process is like having a discussion with the reader so you're both more comfortable and they know what interpretation to go with and to see like it helps them tune into what your leaves are telling them so that's why part of the process should be a discussion and more than just slug back some tea pop it down and give them the leaves (laughs) Uh, but it is a very um, interesting form of divination. So if it sounds like it might be interesting to you, I definitely recommend looking into it. If you have any other resources to share to help people that we did not um, mention here, we will make a corresponding blog post, whichwednesdays.com, because, you know, we have blog. We have a website! Look at us go. Right. Um, I'm so excited. 
and we will link the three resources that we mentioned um and i will also try to find that harmony nice youtube video link that as well and there will be a comment section so if you would like to help out your fellow witches and you have um something to recommend either related to tassiography or just books on teas in general um any sort of resources please feel free to share them there and we will either have another episode or i will try and get a blog post we'll see how that goes on different types of tea you can make and for different reasons like for good digestion or certain spell work or and we'll go more into that because a lot of what I do in the kitchen is more infusing things and then using them in my daily life just to make my daily life better so and tea is something that is very easy to infuse with intent um while you're making it and then every time you make a cup it's there you go <laughs> I'm trying not to get too over enthusiastic because I do have a lot to say I know we do not want to overwhelm you with a super long episode so we are going to leave it at that and direct you to the blog and hopefully we will have more resources for you there yeah. so come check us out whichwednesdays.com <laughs> and otherwise we will see you next week for episode 28 goodbye follow us on insta Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.